Welcome to the Inside Scoop. This is Mark Levine. By now you've heard about the three young people murdered in Chapel Hill. Dia Barakat, 23 years old, basketball player, good-looking guy, someone who was a dental student and actually was uh, making sure that people that didn't have uh, dental insurance actually got care. He was newly married just six months to his beautiful wife, Yusor Mohammed, age 21. They also um, helped raise money and dental care for victims of the Syrian crisis, the two of them. Also murdered was her sister. Um, That's uh, uh, Abu Salha was murdered as well. Uh, She was a sister of... um, of Yusor, and excuse me, Abu Saha is the one that married Dia. Get 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 the ones right, and there's pictures of them, and you can look at them on the web. There's a BuzzFeed and see the this this these three young people with everything to live for. At 5 p.m. on Tuesday, two days ago, they answered the door. Their angry neighbor. Someone who had complained in the past, once apparently because they were playing a risk game and were too loud, and another time apparently because uh, they had used some parking places. Apparently, uh, one side of the area has fewer parking places, so they parked on the other side, which was near him. Anyway, he had complained before about things like noise in parking places, always with a gun, always brought a gun to complain. And my question for you, and I'm going to get to my guest in one second, but my question for you is, if somebody knocked on your door at 5 p.m. on a Tuesday with a gun and it was your neighbor, would you even answer? Should you answer? Should people be carrying guns around when they're telling their neighbor to keep quiet or, hey, don't take my parking place? Then, of course, there's the issue of whether or not it's a hate crime. The three who were murdered were devout Muslims. The two women dressed in the hijab. I'm not so clear on that point, to be fair. Uh, the shooter has left all kinds of messages on Facebook. He was sort of a proud gun-toting atheist, he has said. Uh, he apparently supported gay rights and uh, at least seems to hate, have hated religious Christians at least as much as religious Muslims. So I'm not sure whether it's a hate crime. Either way, he's a very dangerous man that deserves to be put away, and we have gun laws that are too easy. But to help answer all of these questions... I've invited a veteran prosecutor, Dr. Wendy L. Patrick. She's a career trial attorney, and she used to prosecute hate crimes, among other things. And she's authored a chapter in the Encyclopedia of Race and Racism and Hate Crimes, Causes, Controls, and Controversies. Uh, Dr. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark, for having me. So I know you have studied this uh, even more than I have, Um I do agree that hate crimes should be punished more severely than non-hate crimes, and we can talk about why in a second. But this case, even though the three victims were Muslim, and even though the guy is a deranged, awful, lunatic murderer who is clearly very dangerous, is not necessarily a hate crime, right? That's 
right, Mark. You need more than that. You need to prove motive. And from what we've heard so far, and of course investigation is continuing, we're all following that, this guy sounded like the neighborhood bully. So one of the issues is going to be, is he an equal opportunity offender? In other words, was it really a dispute over parking? There's certainly an element of intimidation he apparently used with several other of the neighbors as well, carried around a gun, came to the door with a gun. And I love your question about would you open the door if a neighbor came over with a gun? Maybe it would be different if this guy always had a gun on him because he had a permit to carry one. So a lot of these questions swirling around the issue of was it a hate crime are going to depend on what motivated this triple homicide, which was execution style and cold blood. Gosh, do do we know that family. to be true? I, I, let me just interrupt you here because the family member has said that the police told him that there were basically three people shot execution style bullet to the head. Uh, but um, the, I don't think the police have released that information. Do we know that for a fact? Well, that's what the news is reporting, and I believe that they're reporting that based on the fact that they were shot in the head. In other words, it wasn't a random spraying of bullets, as some of the, our other crimes turn out to be. So it maybe that's a conclusion they've reached based on the limited amount of forensics we've seen thus far. And that's a very good point, Mark, that you make, because we won't know whether it's a hate crime or not until all of the investigation is continuing. And that means not only the forensics, but also some more circumstantial evidence that might shed light on his motive. Let's let me talk a, a little bit about why hate crimes exist. I fully support hate crimes laws. And some people have argued, and I've argued with conservatives on my show that say, well, you know, a murder is a hate crime. It's a terrible thing. Why should we treat some murderers as worse than others? And the reason is because a hate crime basically is not just a crime to the victims who are brutally treated, but it's a crime to an entire community. And the example I give is uh, burning a cross, for example. If you burn leaves on your neighbor's lawn, that's not pleasant. And, you know, it, it, even if it doesn't cause a big arson fire, uh, you certainly don't want a neighbor burning your leaves. But, if, but if, if you're a black family and your neighbor burns a cross on your property, that is something entirely different. That is a warning. That is a threat. That's a get out. If you kill someone because you're a mad lunatic with a gun who's an angry neighbor, that's a horrible, horrible thing. And I want to talk about gun laws with you as well. But if you are execution style going out to kill every Muslim, that is a warning to all Muslims, not just the, the three uh, who, who, were, who were murdered, that you have to fear. It's actually a greater crime. And I want to see if you agree. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a crime against the community, and we're seeing that right now in Chapel Hill, where all, all the Muslim community is on edge, because whether or not it can be proven in court, that's one thing, proof beyond a reasonable doubt, but like you, know, like you point out, this is something that strikes fear into their entire community, and this happens every time a member of a protected class is targeted, because as you point out, it's not hate, I hate my neighbor, so I'm going to go commit a crime against them. It's attacking somebody, targeting somebody, based not on what they've done, but who they are, on their, their characteristics, the membership in the protected class, be it race, religion, um, the sexual orientation, etc. By the way, not that it should matter, because people have the right in America to be free to do whatever they want, but if you go and you Google BuzzFeed and you Google Chapel Hill victims, you will see 
uh, just, you know, this one used Vine and is dancing. And this day they, they posted on Facebook. Uh, they, 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 they One of them was a basketball player. Uh, you know, these were – I mean, they were, they were providing – they were volunteering for the homeless, providing food for the homeless. That's a lot more than many of us do, providing free dental supplies, looking out for the refugees in Syria. Uh, These are good kids. Again, not that it shouldn't matter, not that you have a right to murder people who sit around all day and watch TV, but, uh, you know, these (laughs) these are definitely the kind of neighbors that I'd like to have. Unfortunately, they're dead. But, um, yes, the women wore the hijab, the the scarf, but it's very important for people to recognize that that's no different from someone wearing a cross or a Jewish star. It was women practicing their religion. There's a huge difference between people who are practicing their religion. I mean, uh, you know, a Jewish person keeping kosher or, or, uh, like I said, somebody wearing a cross. These aren't people who are forcing their religion on anybody. They're simply people practicing their religion in America, which you have every legal right to do and, frankly, should be celebrated, not, not attacked. Absolutely. And, you know, to, to that point, uh, Mr. Hicks appears to have disliked all religions, right. much less the practice of any of them. And that he, he was very vocal about that on his Facebook page. So that's not in question. And, and I, I love what you said about these victims. I mean, you're right. I would love these victims as neighbors. I wouldn't care where they parked. Here they are getting into getting an education, helping, you know, helping people that can't afford dental care. They had a trip planned over the summer to go to Turkey. I mean, these were three of the most upstanding model citizens, which is one of the reasons this is so heinous. It, you know, not only is it raising questions as to Mr. Hicks's motive, but he couldn't have picked three more lovable citizens to, to target. And you're right, I think he's going to pay for that, both in the a court of law and in the court of public opinion. So let me talk to you about gun laws, because we, we probably won't know the details of, of hate crimes until it comes out. And I want to be very clear. This may not be a hate crime. Nope. Just because these are lovable people and because they're Muslims and because they were brutally murdered does not make it a hate crime. And, uh, you know, this guy, and I've seen his Facebook posts, uh, actually put one Facebook post up that attacked fundamentalist Christians worse than fundamentalist Muslims. He actually was comparing Christianity unfavorably to Islam, arguably praising Islam, at least in comparison to Christianity. So so this guy, and, and apparently supported same-sex marriage. So this guy, to, to be clear, is not some, you know, he's not a, he's not a KKKer, all right? So, so it may not be a hate crime. That being said, he clearly was an angry man with a gun. And my question for you is, why should anyone, and, and you, can, you don't have to necessarily put on your prosecutor hat here, you can put on your policymaker hat, but why should anyone, <laughs> other than a police officer, or someone in active duty military, or a security guard, all right, whose job is to keep security, why should someone whose job is not to enforce the law be carrying a gun on their person anyway? I mean, I understand why people have guns in their homes. You know, someone comes and invades your home. It's highly unlikely, but all right, uh, I respect that. You have a gun in your home. I understand hunters who carry their rifles out because they want to go shoot deer. All right, I get that. But a guy complaining about parking and carrying a gun on his waist should that yeah, be, I, should that be legal? Well, the reason the argument in support of it is that the bad guys have guns, so we should have the guns too. And yeah, but this guy's the provocateur. Here's the problem I have with this guy absolutely with is. Craig Hicks yeah. and and George Zimmerman comes to mind as well. Yeah, if somebody is looking to fight you, 
and someone is coming to your home and someone is invading your privacy and you want to defend yourself with a gun, all right, I, I get that. That's self-defense. Frankly, I would recommend mace instead because uh, it, it could be used against you and it won't kill you and you can still defend yourself with mace or pepper spray. But all right, you want a gun for self-defense. I, I respect that. But when you are looking to cause trouble, when you are going out and picking a fight with someone and carrying a gun by the side as you angrily uh, question someone's doing something – should that be legal? Yeah, ask anybody in his neighborhood would say no, because this guy, that was exactly his M.O. Yet it is. It's hard to argue. I mean, obviously, if you're certifiably mentally ill, there are different ways to take away weapons. But somebody who's just angry and aggressive as this man was, there was no legal way to take away his guns. But I, I understand what you're saying. It's a deadly combination. Let me just to give you an example. To to be angry, and to be I'll just proud. give you an example. I'm a talk radio host, all right? I say controversial things all day long. I just argued <laughs> in the first hour that we should boycott Staples, okay? If the CEO of Staples or a manager Staples came up to me after the show in the street and said to me, Mark, I disagree with you on Staples and I'm really angry and let me tell you why, and he didn't have a gun, I'd argue with the guy. I'd tell him why I think I'm right. He'd tell me why he thinks he's right. We, we might find places to agree to disagree. We might even find some points of agreement. We might even yell at each other and then walk our own way. If the same person comes up to me with a gun strapped to his hip, I'm oh, going to say to him, I'm not talking to you. And then I'm going to immediately run to a public place and call 911, even though that guy has a legal right to talk with me and may even have a legal right to have a gun on his hip. Thankfully, not in D.C., but uh, he, he would in Virginia, which is my home. Um, I don't know how people think they're going to get their point across with a gun. If anything, that just I mean, I'm, I'm calling 911 immediately. But if I do, can the police even arrest a guy for coming up to me with a gun strapped to his hip if he has a permit to, to complain about something? It depends on what his words are. You know, if it, it could be threatening, it could make a move. What if he just says, I think you're a, a lion SOB and I think your opinion's <laughs> full of S and, uh, and you're just wrong. This guy says that to me on the street. I'm a talk radio host. I take it in stride. I laugh and, you know, I may insult him back. But if a guy does that to me with a gun on his hip, the exact same words, I'm going to see that it's, very it's differently. A, it's a game changer. The gun, the gun on the hip is a game changer. But the, the terrible thing about this guy is he always had the gun. I mean, you wonder whether some of the neighbors became immune to seeing it. Yeah. Maybe they worried it was never even loaded. I mean, this is a guy that always appeared this way. That should have been a huge red flag. Yet, what can they do about it legally? Different parts of the country, they can't because he has a permit to carry it. See, that's These the are some of the things that very, yeah, state to state, there is such wide variance on some of these things. I'll tell you this. We have to they, take a break, Dr. Patrick. I want to come back and talk about the gun laws, which I think is actually more part of this case than the hate crime part. But I encourage others to call in, agree or disagree. Let me hear from you. 888-653-7543. This is Mark Levine back with Dr. Wendy Patrick after this. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Levine. My guest is Dr. Wendy Patrick, a veteran prosecutor, talking about the Chapel Hill shootings. And we've got a caller on the line, Kyle from Massachusetts. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hi, hi Mark. It's good to be on. Um, you know, I just wanted to say, as an atheist myself, I've been online and argued in forums and comment sections on various topics, and I would hate to think that if, hypothetically, I were to do something heinous like this in a bit of rage, that somehow my arguments online against um, Christianity or Islam would then be a, a factor... Um, you know, to make it a hate crime. Yeah, that's a, that's a I, fair point, and that's and I and I actually was again. I'm not 
in any way defending what this guy did, but I was defending the fact that based on what I had read online, that was not sufficient in my mind uh, to be sure to be charged with a hate crime. He didn't say thing like things like Muslims must die or I, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, Islam is, 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 you know, it should be destroyed or something to the effect that, that I think might lead it to be a hate crime, but I don't think you would say that either. Uh, and, and I want to be clear that, that the stuff he said, I don't think rises to that level. I want to get Wendy Patrick's view on that as well. Wendy? Yeah, thank you for the call. Um, the, the, just what he says online alone it is not. Nobody is saying that that is enough. What they're looking at basically is, you know, when you're looking for circumstantial evidence nowadays online, probably you get more more good information than you do offline. So they were looking at that, and they were actually arguing it the other way um, by basically saying it looks like he has a dislike of religion, not any religion in particular. So I think that's what the, those posts are cited for. Um, but yeah, you have to. What they're looking for now is can they tie the triple homicide? to a hate-based motive, and they need more than just what he said. Yeah, and Dr. Patrick, a hate crime is not... If if you hate a religion, that's actually okay. It's if you hate the adherents of the religion and want to kill them because, you know, if you hate Judaism, that's fine. If you hate Jews, that's a different matter. If you hate Islam, that's fine. It's a crime committed based on that that bias. Real quick, Kyle, go ahead, make your point. if this was a totally random thing, then I'd say, yes, obviously this is a hate crime. If he just, you know, but there was a pre-existing conflict. Yeah, um, no, I, I understand. And, and I want to be very clear. And, and by the way, in no way should the fact that this man was an atheist in any way adhere to all atheists any more than the fact that a terrorist is Muslim should adhere to all Muslims or Christian adhere to all Christians. This guy was clearly a mentally disturbed, deranged human being, and uh, it's got nothing to do with his atheism. Thank you, Dr. Patrick, for coming on and giving me your views. Thank you, Kyle, for your call. 